Um, I know that right now there's in the spirit, there is a lot of opposition. I've been teaching on the book of Acts in the adults class and, and in Acts the sixth chapter until Acts chapter six, Acts chapter three, Acts chapter four, Acts chapter five, there has been opposition from outside of the church and trying to negatively impact the church. Acts chapter 6, the first problem within the church arises for the first time. And so they were having to deal with things that were coming up from within the church. I expect the world to attack. I expect ungodliness to attack. You should expect ungodliness to attack. But we need to be vigilant in what's going on in here and being alert and being aware and being keen to the Spirit so that when things do arise within the church, that's the least of our worries. And God is doing something right now, and I, and I really felt impressed um, in my spirit, especially after what happened with Congress the other day and the passing of a bill where our vice president was the tie-breaking vote in a, in a bill that was passed and it will soon go into enact. It's going to raise taxes. It's going to raise inflation. But not only this, you've probably already seen it. The amount of IRS agents that have been hired doubles more than that's in any other federal agency combined. And a, and a pre, well not this previous in, uh, administration, but the one prior to it, tried to do something very similar, and it would not go. And they went against nonprofit Christian organizations. And they didn't have the willpower, they, not the willpower, they didn't have the manpower to get it pushed through, but they tried. And when this happened on Monday, something in my spirit melted, something in my spirit clicked. And if there's anything that they're going to start trying to come against churches, it's going to be through this. They are going to, to connive. They are going to um, moderate. They are going to examine. They are going to tear apart and break apart any religious organization or any religious organization that stands against what they're trying to push. Hey, hey can y'all listen to a preacher for just a little bit? The Bible tells us that these days are coming. That we're going to be hated for His name's sake. And I promise you, they are just putting their... They ain't got it all done yet, but they are putting their foot in the door that's going to open up other avenues for them to come in and find ways and tear the people of God apart. And so I felt something move in my spirit Monday night and I told Sister Warbington, we need to pray. We can pray for miracles. We can pray for signs and we can pray for wonders and we can pray for revival. We can pray for our sick. We can pray for our unwell. We can pray for our children. We can pray for our marriages. But we have got to pray that we stay strong. We have got to pray that we are keenly aware of what is going on in our world and that we can stay in tune with God and that we can maintain our salvation. If God does not put a block on this, then the church is going to have to unite like never before. If God does put a block on it, that means we still have only limited time before we can, so that we can have revival and we can do what we are supposed to do while we are still here in this world and doing what God has called us to do and that is being witnesses of Him in this city and this county we need to pray 
And I, I don't know, if you don't think that prayer works, I'm a, I'm, I don't, I don't want to spill the beans, but we got two testimonies right here in this sanctuary that God has done a work this week already. I don't know if y'all know this, and I don't want to get in trouble, and I don't want to get put, put the cart before the horse, but I'm going to say that we have a new member of our church. As of today, as of 8.35 a.m. this morning, she's in this room right over here. You've seen her for the last three years of her life. But today she has officially become Sister Maya Nicole Gertrude Cooney. Hey, don't tell me God doesn't make a way. Devil tried to step in, tried to stop it. The Bible declares in the book of Isaiah, when the enemy comes in like a flood, the Lord will raise up a standard. Don't tell me God doesn't protect what belongs to you. Sunday night, we stood in this sanctuary. He got her text message earlier that day. Sister Valerie's mother was going in for an operation. She was saying some things that were very troubling to Sister Valerie. And Sister Valerie uh, met with me and Sister Morgan right here in the sanctuary. And we prayed in the name of Jesus that she would go through this procedure, that there would be no complications, that it would be easy, it would be done, it would be settled. There would be no long-term, there would be no issues. Uh, and I'm going to tell you something. You, you, I'll let her tell you if you wanted her to talk about the things that her mother was saying. She was like, just don't let me come out of it. I, I just rather die during the, than the, the, during the uh, procedure than I have to live like this. But I'm going to tell you something I text her Monday morning they took her in and they took her right out God stepped in God moved God healed I'm a... none of those complications and I want to tell you something if God's going to care about us as individuals he cares about the church because his name is on it he cares about the church because his name is on it. If my people, which are called by my name. We need to pray. We need to pray like never before. We need to pray like his name. And you can be seated. I'm... I'm going to tell you one other thing and then I'm going to go into the scripture what God has given me for tonight and then we're going to go, into the, go to the Lord in prayer and we'll, we'll finalize everything up. But the church that I, 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 I based out of for the last, uh, not the last three years, but the, let the 13, 18 years or so, 15 years of evangelizing as I was a licensed evangelist with the United Pentecostal Church, Brother Gary Evanson. Just a long story, I, I met Brother Evanson through his son, Joe. Joe was at Bible College. We became really good friends. And uh, we had a trip to New York. And we went to uh, what was called the MSA trip, Ministerial Student Association. And we went for a week. And we went to New York. And we preached it for um, Brother Evanson and Brother Carter in Staten Island. We, we went to uh, the Statue of Liberty. We did all of the touristy things that, that college students get to do on their spring break. But we were involved in active ministry. And 
That's when I met Brother Evanson, and Brother Evanson and, and their church, the North Jersey United Pentecostal Church, was meeting at the Holiday Inn in a conference room. Two years later, I was out on the road full-time as an evangelist, and I was in Pennsylvania preaching, and I called Joe, and Joe said, well, you're only six hours away. Why don't you come and see us? And another buddy from Bible College that was there was doing an internship with their church. And when I got there, the doors had opened for them in Secaucus, where their church had been, to share a building with the Reformed Church. And the pastor of the Reformed Church at that time was very gracious and was very open and was very giving. And appreciated Brother Evanson, and it appreciated that Brother Evanson came in, a, 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 a general electrician that uh, retired and, and, and had the, the know-how and the ability to do work within things in the sanctuary. He, we put in AC units, we put in heating units, we, we redid paneling, we put uh, sound systems in and monitors. There was a lot of things that were done in the, in the sanctuary, but the work that Brother Evanson had done, and I had helped, and Brother Carter had helped, Brother McFarland had helped, and other ministers within the district. But they always told Brother Evanson when they shared churches, because I will tell you this, property in the Northeast, you think it's expensive now. It's like that always. I mean, you're talking about to rent property thousands upon thousands of dollars a month. And this church was letting them use their facility, but Brother Evans' church, the North Jersey United Pentecostal Church, was growing. And they were having revival, and, and the pastor of the Reformed Church was like, you know, we, would just, we just need to let you have this building. And Brother Evanson felt for a long time that God was going to give him that church. I have become very close over the years with Brother Evanson since not only has his son backslidden, but uh, just being there and spending time with him and being a part of North Jersey United Pentecostal Church in that district. Well, just last year, a couple of years ago, the previous pastor had left, and he was all of a sudden a change of heart. He wanted to see the church knocked down and built into low-income housing. I won't, I won't say anything else about the former pastor of the Reformed Church and, and, and their things that they've been doing. Well, the Reformed Church come to Brother Evanson and they said, we, we want to sell you the building. So Brother Evanson started getting everything together and he got the money and he, they were making their way and everything was to be done and then someone comes in with uh, a Hindu temple church and tried to undermine the sale and they said that we will, we will give cash. And so this building that the Evanses have been in for the last 13 plus years, they've put all this time, they've put all this work, they've seen ex exponential growth in the next two years, um, is on the cusp of being ripped out from them, and they have raised money. They've been raising money. They've got uh, a loan from the United Pentecostal Church Loan Fund, but it does not match the cash offer that the Hindu temple is willing to pay on this building. And the former pastor of the Reformed Church is urging them to take it and not let Brother Evanson have it. But God told Brother Evanson, this is your church. And so churches throughout the United Pentecostal Church, throughout the urging of, of, of Brother Bernard and uh, other ministers, they've been pushing through different districts, have been raising money to try to help them get this building for good. I know the Bible says a double-minded man is unstable in all of his ways, and I promise you, I'm not unstable. 
But I don't know if I want to take an offering for them tonight or if I just want to send them some money. This church has blessed me for the last 17 years of my life. The Evansons have been good to me and they've been good to Sister Worthington. I want to see God do a miracle and I want to help them. And so, as I was feeling about that, and then I began to hear it, what was going on and my spirit was troubled, I want you to just think about that for the next little bit. In Mark, the 13th chapter, Jesus was teaching, Now learn a parable of the fig tree. When he hear the branches tender and putteth forth leaves, you know that summer is near. So ye in like manner, when ye shall see these things come to pass, know that it is nigh even at the doors. So verily I say unto you that this generation shall not pass till all these things be done. Heaven and earth shall pass away, but my words shall not pass away. But of that day and of that hour knoweth no man, not even the angels which are in heaven, neither the Son but the Father. But take heed, watch and pray. For ye know not when the time is. For the Son of Man is as a man taking a far off journey, who left his house and who gave authority to his servants and to every man his work and commanded the porter to watch. The hour whereof being none known, known to none of them was being established in their hearts that every man is to watch and pray. That we not be found unprovided, that we not be found empty, that we not be found waiting, that we not be found wanting when he comes to each one especially, particularly by death, nor by resurrection. The Lord has tarried His coming. It was written that 88 reasons why God would come in 1988, and then they followed that by why 88 reasons why He didn't. I have heard the preaching of the coming of the Lord since I was a child, and all I can say about it is I don't know when, I don't know the day, I don't know the hour, but I know I'm a lot closer now than what I was 33 years ago. I'm a lot closer now than what I was 39 years ago. And to some of you, it's a lot closer now than what it was 40 and 50 and 60 and 70 and 80 years ago. The Lord has tarried His coming, but the church still remains here. We still believe in His power. We still believe in His name. We still believe in His word. And we still believe in His truth. And the church remains here a beacon of God's light and testimony. Of the authority and the power of God on this earth. Still having its way in our lives. And there's still much more work to be done. Till all the earth hear the saving message of Jesus Christ. We must watch and pray. We must be looking while maintaining our God-given purpose and operate in His God-given authority. He gives the parable. The husbandman leaves. The owner leaves. The king leaves. The man of authority leaves. But who he leaves his house with is given authority to rule. Given his authority 
to operate. And with this kind of power, as it has been written in the comic books to Peter Parker, Uncle Ben says this, to whom has been given much power has also been given great responsibility. It's our job to be prayerful. It's our job to be witnesses. It's our job to have a relationship with Christ. It's our job to maintain being saved. And the hour is at hand where He comes and He is standing at the door ready to make His entrance. But we must be looking for it. We must be aware of it. The hour is at end and let us not be found slumbering. Jesus, when He was praying in Gethsemane, in Matthew the 26th chapter, it says, And He cometh to the disciples and He found them asleep. And He said unto Peter, What, could you not wait with Me? Could you not watch with Me? Could you not be with Me? But one hour. Watch and pray that you enter not into temptation. The Spirit is indeed willing and the flesh is weak. Watch and pray that you not enter in temptation and you get slack concerning the promises that you have made to God to where you get uncareless and in how you handle the presence of God where you are not watching and you're not praying and you're not handling your dedication and your commitment to the house of God. But if anything, be understanding of what is happening in our world and how it affects you and how it affects Watch and pray. Don't just talk about what you see going on in the news. Don't just talk about what you see going on in the world when you see these things happening. He says, look up because your redemption draws nigh. And if there's anything that should unction us to pray, it's that we don't have enough. I'm not talking about our money. I'm not talking about finances. I'm talking about there's not enough people in this church that represents the work that we have been called to do. We've got too many broken hearts. We've got too many backslidden children. We've got too many lost going in the high school, the kindergarten, the middle school, the junior. We've got too many lost working at Walmart, walking at, working at McDonald's, working at the gas station. We've got too many that are sitting at their home right now wondering how they can get out of the mess that they're in. And here we are with empty pews because watch and pray. I don't want to be found sleeping on the promises of God. We are in a great need of God's touch in this world because it's going to get worse before it gets better. If you believe, as, as I do, about the soon coming of God, then we must watch and realize that we can see what's happening with the season. And if there's anything that's going to help us, if there's anything that's going to save us, it's Him. And I've got to draw closer to Him in this hour. I've got to know His heart in this hour. And I must testify of Him to everyone that will hear. He says, go into the world, into the highways, into the byways, compelling them to come. I don't want to show up empty-handed. The Bible says at midnight they were aroused by the shouts. Look, the bridegroom 
is coming. Come out and meet him. And all the bridesmaids got up and they prepared their lamps. But if the bridesmaids represent the church, then all of the church was asleep until they heard the great voice shout, watch and pray. I was stirred so desperately in my spirit Monday night. I feel the church needs to pray. I feel the church needs to humble itself, get out of a prideful attitude and move the heart of God like never before. God, if you're going to use me, God, change me so that God, I can reach somebody. God, if there's anything wrong in my life, save me from my own sin. Forgive me from things that I've said that was wrong, things that I've thought that was wrong, things that I've done that was wrong. Forgive me if I have not given someone else forgiveness. Forgive me if I've got odd against my brother. Forgive me if I haven't done it right, God. But truly, God, move in my heart and make me more like you that I can be a witness. I don't want to come to church and be prideful in myself but all of my righteousness is nothing more than filth and rags in his sight I want to be a witness and I want to be a testimony but as I can see what's happening in our world the only thing that I know to do is pray 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 that God makes a way. Pray that God uses you. Pray that God protects his people. Pray that God protects his church. Pray that God gives us more time if we need it. Just so that we can win more people. And that we can present a church before him. That we have done what we were called to do. Being witnesses. None of us are perfect. If I'm going to preach repentance to you, you better bet when I'm in this altar, I'm asking God to forgive me. If I'm going to tell you to forgive ought against your brother, you best better bet that I'm asking God to let me forgive them that have trusted me. I'm not a preacher that's going to say, do as I say, not as I do. We must watch. And pray. Sister Warby, did you come? My spirit is groaning inside of me. We need, we need revival in this church, but what I can see happening in this world is a foot in the door to bring forth havoc and pain into our lives. God can shut that door and give us time. But if he doesn't, are we the church that we needed to be? If he doesn't give us more time, are we the people that we need to be? He said, pray that you enter not into temptation. Why? Because when he comes, you've got to be ready. were to end right now have you done everything for God that you wish you could have done oh my goodness sister Warbington just a couple of weeks ago preached about a kingdom regrets if it were all to come to an end right now did you commit all of the time and prayer that you 
wish you could have given? Did you trust him enough? Did you let him lead you? Did, it, did you let him use you? Did you get caught up with things? Did you get caught up with trials and tests that you forgot that he was first? Watch and pray that you enter not in temptation. when there's no more time there's no more time and it breaks my heart feeling that I haven't done enough that I haven't given enough it breaks my heart because I love the people of Lone Oak Apostolic Church but it breaks my heart that there's not someone sitting right here and right here and right here right here and right there and right there and right there and right there I'm sorry that there's not the walls lined with people standing because we're standing room only because every single one of us can think about someone that should be here but they're not everyone of us knows someone that they can reach that they can talk to that could be here but they're not every single one of us as a co-worker as a friend as a relative knows someone in the neighborhood around here you met them at the park you met them at the grocery store but where are they
next few moments, why don't you just begin to commit yourself to prayer Jesus before you leave.
center of it all at the center of it all Sunday night your summer Sunday will have a time of charging our young people as they go back to school give them with some supplies Come Sunday morning expecting a great thing. If you would, if you would like to give to the offering to Brother and Sister Evanson and the North Jersey United Pentecostal Church, we'll put this, put this offering here. Lone Oak Apostolic Church is going to do its best, and we're going to make a difference. We're going to give to the kingdom. We're going to give to the work of God. that we do our best to have it have on the, the, the best that we do to have an impact on our world and the ministry outside of this church God will bless the ministry inside of this church I've never seen a church grow that was not a giving church don't feel pressure like to contribute to that offering we're to put this pen out and we'll just allocate that as an offering to the North Jersey United Pentecostal Church from Lone Oak Apostolic Church family see you Sunday morning come expect to have a great time we love you, God bless you remember to watch and pray